What is going on, everybody? Jordy Cannell here. Thank you so much for checking out this mid-season update of the Bullpen Card Podcast presented by Thunderblogsports.com. It is myself and Greg Piatelli. We are breaking down the first half of the season, going division by division, looking at each team, talking about surprises, the big shockers, the big disappointments, all of that good stuff, what we think about the second half. It was a lot of fun to record. Cannot wait to hear what you guys think. As always, make sure to subscribe to the podcast. Search the bullpen cart on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Mash that subscribe button. Leave us a five-star review when available. Follow us on Twitter, ThunderBLG. Follow us on Instagram, Thunderblog Sports is the handle there. And enjoy this episode. Enjoy the 4th of July weekend. Here we go. And we are live! Welcome to this episode of the Bullpen Card Podcast, presented by Thunderblogsports.com, the namesake of the Bullpen Card Podcast feed. I am excited because we have not talked baseball in a while. I haven't talked baseball with someone else in a while. The last couple have been solo shows. Joining me is the man, the myth, the legend himself. He missed Tuesday's hockey podcast. He's here today. For baseball, it is the prophet himself, Mr. Greg Piatelli. How are you, my friend? We're doing great. Uh, we, I don't want to say we've dropped the ball because in no way have we dropped the ball. Um, but we've been doing and having so much fun doing the NHL pod and getting such good positive feedback that uh, our weekly allowances and time and days off due to work and life and being married uh, – has gone to the NHL pod. So those who complain about Sans baseball pod need to start watching hockey and getting into hockey because hockey is a great sport. And now we're back to baseball. I was at Fenway last night and baseball's back. Baseball's great. The Red Sox are great. And we'll get into it. Yeah, we will get into it. And you're red hot Red Sox. But you're right. We have, we've done baseball. We did the every other week. I missed last week, which I hate missing a week of podcasting, but you're right. Greg is Mr. Big Boston sales guy. I, you know, just was busy working because I'm a lowly stooge, but busy working. But we're here, two podcasts this week, back to the, the old school type of schedule, something it's that you even, should get used to. What's it's up? even that. It's like the pandemic. We could, we work from home, right? So we could do it during the day and we could take our lunch break and podcast. And but now, like back in the office, yeah, Gre- Greg's just wheeling and dealing all over, all not over wheeling, Boston, not wheeling and dealing at all. But you can't really ask people to come to Boston if you yourself aren't in the office, right? Greg's greatest attribute is his humbleness. But we, <laughs> we digress. We are here to talk baseball. Mentioned it the Red Sox are red hot, seven in a row. They won this afternoon 15 to 1 over the Kansas City Royals. A team that, Greg, the last time that I believe you were on the podcast, they were on a red-hot start themselves. They have quickly, very quickly cooled off then, and at this point they've now lost nine in a row. Let's start in the American League. Greg, you talked about it. You were at Fenway last night. What is the experience like now that they're letting in, I'm assuming they're letting in full fans, and just break this whole thing down for us? So let's do division by division, right? Let's uh, 
Let's go back to the old school. Or do you want to do the old school ways of uh No, we'll do division by division. We'll start in the NL East. But talk about your Red Sox. Because now we're at now we're at eighty one, eighty one. Correct. Eighty two for your Sox. Eighty two, sorry. Um let's 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 save the Red Sox and Phillies for later since uh it's gonna be great recaps from positive recaps from both of us. <laughs> but uh let's well, start in the east sure for sure i honestly the prediction non-biased take but the prediction coming in jordy if you remember i said this team is going to score a lot of runs number one or number sorry number two in all of major league baseball and runs only behind the houston astros and i said this team's going to give up a lot of runs because their pitching is not great until chris Dale comes back and even then you know one pitcher blah 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 so chris Dale has started to throw pitches he threw 20 pitches the other day He's on the rehab. He's going to next start is going to be minor league. So Chris Dale is potentially coming back end of July, early August, fingers crossed. Um, the, I said in the preseason thing, the Red Sox, again, score a lot, give up a lot, but they would be in the conversation right there until the all-star break and then start to fade because good pitching or good hitting only lasts so long some point there's going to be a, a downturn and they're going to have to win some game with their pitching ha, you know so tampa the biggest surprise to me joining the east how terrible the new york yankees are i think tampa is doing exactly what tampa was going to do the whole year without the red sox having a historic year for and 51 wins which no one else in major league baseball has tampa bay has the most wins in or tied for the most wins in the major league in, whatever in the in the american league so without the red sox having this Historic start. Tampa's doing exactly what we thought they do. Toronto, we knew they'd be good, Jordy. Correct me if I'm wrong. We both said Vladdy Jr. looks like an absolute stud. This team I thought their pitching wasn't going to be as good. That was my thought on Toronto. Yeah, but similar to the Red Sox, it'll fade, right, as, as bad pitching does. The Yankees is the only surprise here. We knew Baltimore was going to be terrible. Obviously, you know, say what you want about the Red Sox. I always said they are going to be good offense. You said they are going to be good offense. The Yankees – are terrible. Aaron Boone is terrible. Aaron Judge is not the superstar everyone thinks he is. I've been saying it for years. People need to get on the bandwagon, go check the receipts. I've been saying he's not as good as he is. I love Gary Sanchez. <laughs> not love, but Gary Sanchez is a great catcher. Uh, they don't have the pitching, right? They don't have the pitching, and their offense is not – DJ LeMahieu is not who he was last year. This offense is not as good as they were last year, and – Oh, Aaron Judge is leading the team in every category. Aaron Judge is 18 home runs. He's betting 285 for you know, blah blah blah. If he was that good, the same same argument with Mike Trout. If he was that good, this team would be super. This team would be number one. Mookie Betts is that good? Goes to the Red Sox, World Series teams number one. Goes to the Dodgers, World Series teams number one. Now they're number two because they whatever, but they're on their way up. Point is. True superstars make their team better. What are you most surprised about, Jordy, with the Yankee team? How terrible or how slow the the offense has been or how terrible or how bad the pitching has been? The pitching was always a question. We did that Yankee podcast with uh, Seth and Andrew way back in the preseason spring training, and they talked about that, of of what the pitching was going to look like. But you're right. The offense has been slow, and I got to see him live about a month ago, not even a couple weeks ago, uh, when they were here in Philly, and you mentioned LeMahieu, slower start to his year. 
Um, I mentioned, I just said under my breath, oh, the machine. And I'm there with one of my friends. I was there with Seth, actually. And he goes, oh, not that, not this year. And he's batting 273, which, you know, not good for LeMahieu numbers. You're right, Judge is having a really good year. Uh, a lot of strikeouts, which. Oh, not a really good year. He's not, he's not having a really good year. And LeMahieu had a career year last year and yeah. got paid. And you can't expect him to repeat it. So the Yankees put all his money at Judge, who's not the superstar they think he is. Sorry to cut you off. Put all his money at LeMahieu. Again, LeMahieu carried them last season, so understandable. He like, but to sorry, I'll let you finish. Go ahead. No, 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 you're you're fine. You know, you interrupting is nothing new for the podcast. But regardless, <laughs> wow, Sanchez That's fired five minutes in. Ah, it happens. It happens. That's that's also par for the course. You shots fired. Oh, come on. Anyway, um, yeah, but. The batting averages aren't there. A bunch of strikeouts, guys that they've acquired who just are playing spot starts, like a Rugnet Odor batting two eleven with them. Um, not that he made a huge difference, but they trade away Mike Tockman, who's on a certain team that is incredibly hot right now. We'll talk about them, and I'm sure you'll have a lot of opinions about that team. Um, he didn't play very well with the Yankees, but he's been okay for the, for the Giants. But, like, different guys that have just kind of plugged and play and haven't really all figured it out. You're right. Their offense has really swooned. You know, a team that we thought was going to be one of the best offenses in baseball is 22nd in runs in Major League Baseball. 17th in RBI, but 7th in home runs. So, really long ball dependent. And we've seen, you know, you're mentioning these water finds this level types of things. These home run dependent teams that kind of, you know, that, that bill comes due for them. And right now it, it's very much coming due. Maybe they're overpaying if you were going for some sort of accounting analogy, but I don't know. It's going to be something that I feel like they're going to figure it out. They're still over 500 despite a negative run differential, which suggests they'll fin- finish around 81 and 81 for a team that we thought was going to be a lot better you figure something's got to change there. Now they're battling injuries. They've been battling injuries on both sides of the ball. But the thing I did want to talk about, because it's something I talked about a lot. And I guess we'll, we'll, I'm sure we'll pepper this conversation in as we go through division by division, but a big proponent of the sticky stuff conversation and a big talking point was Garrett Cole. And in his first couple starts has been Okay. He took a loss against your Red Sox. He's only had three or six strikeouts in a couple of those games. The spin rate, I don't have the number in front of me, but was down significantly, as it was for Scherzer, who had the big moment with Joe Girardi last week. But just so we're clear, real quick, just so we're clear, not one Yankee pitcher has beaten the Red Sox. So You're right. The, the Yankees have Cole. no no Yankee team has beaten the Red Sox this year. But correct. Garrett Cole specifically, his spin rate was down huge. So I want to you know, at least open the conversation of the sticky stuff conversation. Cause I obviously I didn't have anybody when I talked about it. What have your thoughts been on that and everything with it? If you want to just direct your ire about it towards Garrett Cole, you can, if you want to talk about it in general, great. But let's talk about that for a second. I think that realistically similar to your position, similar, similar take to what you said, but these guys are throwing hundred miles an hour, right? These guys are, ripping the ball in there and to me we don't want another john carlo back when he was mike stanton situation where you get hit in the head you don't want you don't like to me give the guys as much control as possible because if there's if they have control in the ball they're hitting the strike zone and if you're a major league baseball 
player and you can't hit a ball that's in the strike zone, you're not going to be in the major league baseball very, you're not going to be major league baseball very long. Right. And I get it like without the sticky stuff, it allows for mistakes and hanging curveballs and blah, blah, blah. But like baseball, whether the runs are up or the home runs are up, the home runs have been up the last five years and, it, and everyone's still saying baseball's declining. So this year the pitching was doing really well. And cause they did the baseball. They came out and said that. Sure. Yes. But, but at the same time, like the numbers are still there. Teams are, <clears throat> sorry, excuse me. Teams are still scoring a bunch of runs. So like they are now they weren't before. I mean, really? I mean, the Red Sox don't have a game where they didn't score a shitload of runs. So like, my point is that, but batting averages are at like career lows. And a lot of that has to do with the three truths and all that sort of stuff. But, but it's but also my, po- but my point. My point is that like the sticky stuff, let the pitchers do it just because don't deaden the ball. Then let the pitchers yeah. do the sticky, sticky stuff because there it is. There these it is. guys are throwing hundred miles an hour and, and they need to have control, especially with the average human being being bigger and stronger than they ever, ever have ever been. Like, so, so yeah. my take was there was clearly the spider tack got out of control, but the sunscreen and rosin, pine tar and rosin, whatever mixture made them actually control it. That's that should be fine, but the the not pine tar the spider tack that made fucking all these different players that I used Wade Miley and really picked on him. I also picked on a couple other guys that are on the Giants and are on the Angels that are having good years so far. But like Wade Miley, another Red Sox friend of mine, fucking hated him when he was on the Red Sox. What is your lasting impression of Wade Miley as a Red Sox? He was terrible, right? Like, and he threw a no hitter, and it's kind of this no hitters were up, batting averages were at historic lows regardless of runs scored because of the three truths and home runs despite the dead end ball great but the spider tack is what what got me you should have just said ban spider tack if we figure out that's what it is and i get it it's hard to figure out if it's spider tack if it's sunscreen and rosin if it's pine tar and rosin if it's some other thing in rosin whatever you should have just said we're not letting the spider tack happen Get the fucking science team out there. It takes you 20 minutes to figure out a fucking replay of whether or not a guy got tagged out at second base. When you show the replay on television and on the Jumbotron, get out, get it fucking Bill Nye to figure out if it's spider tack or not. But regardless, that's what I thought really should have been done. In Major League Baseball, because they, they people complained that run, games were too high and all this shit because the ball was juiced. They admitted to it, then they deadened the ball, then they deadened it again for this year. It just Rob Manfred can't get out of his way and he just really fucked it up is what that's my ultimate take and where I like I keep going like all over the board with it but that's the middle road that I keep on finding myself and wherever whenever I like lean one way or the other that's what it is the Manfred and baseball major league baseball fucked up and that's really what it comes down to yeah and and again like I don't know that's I don't know Wade Miley, sorry, he was on a team that was terrible. So him being 500 pitcher probably was good for the team because they were terrible in general. But right, well, shout out Joe Solly because he he still hates him. When he threw a no hitter, he was like this fucking guy. Shout yeah. out Joe Solly. I mean, the team was terrible that year in 2015. But anyway, um, I don't disagree. Like, if it's specific substance, sure, you know, like they only like only allow certain types of pine tar, don't allow the spray, or only allow you know X, Y, and Z. That's fine. Yeah, 100. percent but like what what player what person doesn't wear sunscreen they're out in 100 degree sun heat all this stuff everything's going on like they need sunscreen sure they're mixing it together people take advantage but people have been taking advantage for years 
I go back to again. Player now safety. they're just calling it in the middle of the season. They decided to. It's stupid. Yeah, exactly. And and again, player safety. Like, there's a reason why college every single you watch the World Series, every single one of those players has a little the little face guard on his chin now because they're John Carlo and getting hit in the head and like that's the thing to do. So it's just like or you're Reese Hoskins and you had the double chin because he hit his he hit his right chin instead of his left one. He's, so he looked like Magneto for one season. Awesome. <laughs> that's pretty funny. Yeah. I got to see pictures. Maybe put on the bullpen card Insta Instagram. Yeah. With a clip of our, our it was like right around it. now too. I think it was either right around Memorial Day or the Fourth of July that it happened. It was at Dodger Stadium where the Phillies. Yeah. Well, this is a Phillies anecdote. They just cannot go to Dodger Stadium without like five people getting hurt every single year. It's crazy. It was like three years ago. Reese Hoskins foul fouls one straight back into his chin where he. I think he always had the left side one, but it hit where the right side one would be if he was if he wore both. So he started to wear both. I mean career year um but we're getting away from it Garrett Cole I don't think is the issue I think Garrett Cole is probably the biggest quote unquote, no he's doing pitch. he's doing great I just wanted to he's use that biggest, as, as an I'm example saying he's the biggest he's the biggest pitcher name sure he's gonna be terrible without it uh, just like the rest of the Yankees but you know Trevor Bauer probably is a bigger name he was complaining he has other about things it. to worry about yeah now he does but he was complaining about it I feel like in general I mean even Chapman has it right especially Especially, they're saying when when it's cold and your fingers are numb and you can't feel the baseball and you don't know where it's going when you let it go. And I don't want every single bullpen has a hundred hundred mile an hour guy. I don't want that guy throwing a ball at me with cold fingers. He doesn't know where the ball's going. So, sure. I, to me, they're I gonna think have to figure out something for the playoffs. That's a really yeah, good yeah, point. To me, I think especially if there's October really, baseball but... in New York, in Boston, in Chicago. Yeah, I mean, naming out those cities that are particularly cold in October. Uh, but yeah, to yeah. finish up your thought not about the Yankees, the Yankees, the Mets, the, not the Yankees, the Mets. Either way, New York, Philly, the Phillies aren't making the playoffs. Baltimore, they're definitely not making the playoffs. All of those get cold in October. San Francisco is freezing in October. You're right. Yeah, anyway. it's great. Thank you. There um, you go. Um, let's, so anyway, we'll let's keep going to the team. East, Jordy. Keep going to the East. Um, any surprises? I talked about I, honestly, like we talked about in our preview. I think we all thought the Rays were gonna be good. We knew Toronto was gonna be in it. They're this is like the most right around Tampa Bay. They're right around five hundred. We can quickly talk about the Rays, although they deserve like something of that. The Rays continue to be the Rays of because this is the most fucking Rays team out there. Their league, their team leader is Mike Zanino, who like he has eighteen home runs. This is what he does every year. He gets a bunch of home runs. He bats two hundred. He's batting two ten right now. And just, like, figures it out. Uh, Austin Meadows and Brandon Lau have 16 each, which you kind of figure they'd hit for power. Both are batting – or Austin Meadows, 240. I was about to say under 230. Uh, Brandon Lau almost is 205. Mendoza line special. But then everybody else just grinds out fucking runs. Randy Rosarena following up from that coming out party. Great. And then just finding pitching out of the woodwork. And it's insane to see. And they're using, I think, some form – of the opener and you know, rich Hill finding himself after the blister problems he had in LA Tyler glass now still awesome. Um, but McClanahan Yarborough, this rookie rookie they brought up is the real deal. Oh yeah. And we thank you for bringing him up. Wander Franco. I mean, this guy is unreal. He's a blast to watch the real deal. Eight games, Jordy, eight games. He already has five homers. Five home runs, exactly. Oh, Thank no, you. one homer, five RBI. I was looking in the wrong You column. got it. You got it. Um, his batting average is not there, but, like, uh, his first series against the Red Sox and – First game, yeah. 
he dominated. Like he he was a part of it. I mean, that was the Red Sox were in a week of Tampa, then New York, and then you know this four game sweep. But it was a it was a huge series for first place. Everything was on the line, half game in between them at the time, and he did well. Granted, he's struggled since, but he's the real deal. This team, this is the formula. They have young talent. Rosarena, like you said, they have young talent. They have some guys who have passed over before and now are back and and having a shot. And then they have young pitching that'll all be gone, just like Snell. And Snell isn't necessarily a superstar right now. So, you know, things are business as usual, <laughs> almost, if you will, yeah. for the Rays. But um, you have to give them some credit at the same time. If they're in first, it'd be more impressive, but they're not, so... Yeah, but let's let's move on to Toronto. It's our quick Rays talk. We've gone from Rays watch 20, 2018 or whatever year it was to we have to quickly yeah. jump over him. Toronto, you mentioned it with Vladdy Jr. Of not only is he like is he having an awesome year power wise, but like he's batting three thirty nine. He has fifteen doubles. Like he he's not even leading the team in strikeouts, which you kind of feared he might just turn into that kind of a player. He's walking a ton. His OPS is over 1,100. He's just turned uh, into the, the quintessential. You forgot the most important stat. What, he's leading the league in home runs? He's leading the team in stolen bases. No, he's not. Sorry, I was looking at Boba Shett. Yeah, I was going to say, Boba Shett is 12. He's two. Uh, regardless, not he's just turned himself into a, into a bona fide. Edit. Cut, cut. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, but... Like, we already knew – he already established himself in the Home Run Derby a couple of years ago as, like, a household name. But he's turned himself into what a lot of people just thought he was going to be this big guy that hits for power. But he's doing everything, and it's awesome. Yeah, and, and you mentioned the walks. He has 10 less walks than he has strikeouts. 59 strikeouts, 49 walks. Like, that ratio is like it's awesome. very – Especially very in today's Bonds-esque. baseball. Yeah. Yeah, that's Barry Bonds-esque from when he was getting intensely walked every at back because no one wanted to hit a home run. Like – Guerrero, he's got a good eye. He waits for his pitch. He does his thing. Like this dude is MVP talks for sure right now, and and rightfully so. I think the biggest surprise, I mean, has been this this pitching staff, right? Yeah. Oh I mean, yeah, easily. I guess maybe not a surprise, but they're they're. I mean, they're guys that they that you, you figured you figured Robbie good, Ray and yes. like you thought they were over the hill. Yes. But you like think like Jin Ryu, former All Star Game starter, Robbie Ray, World Series champion, and was like the backbone of that 2019 yeah. Nationals team, and kind of stunk last year. Steven Matz, another good one on those Mets teams. Yeah, Ross, Ross Stripling, Stripling, another fucking Dodger kind of hybrid starter reliever guy. That's what I'm saying. Like I don't know what it is. I mean, they need a home. Maybe them not having a home two years in a row is getting to them a little bit. But I mean, they're hanging in. They're 500 and and. I mean, aren't they, they officially in Buffalo again? They were they in they were in Dunedin. Now they're in Buffalo officially. Yeah, something like that. But they're 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 getting in on the the wild card, or they're they're close enough to the wild card race, I should say, but not there. Yet. But they lost on playing. Canada Day, though. Is that a bad sign? Well, they're not, they're not in Canadian, Canada. Is so that why they're not Canadian? Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, this division. The only surprise is to me the Red Sox still having first place uh, on the first of July, but. I said until the all-star break and, and we're a week and a half away. So you never know. Let's move to the central Jordy. Give us a recap. Uh, I did want to mention with the Baltimore Orioles that they did just sweep the team that you said was going to be, and it is currently first in runs in the American league. They just swept the Houston Astros. So good on the Orioles. That's, 
That's huge, yeah. Yeah, good say something nice about the Orioles. We just did. Um, Central. Trey Mancini is going to be in the home run derby. He is. Which awesome story. Awesome fucking story there. Um, are we surprised at all the order of these teams in the Central Division? Let's lead there. Um, I mean, everyone. Hmm. I I uh, I thought Minnesota would be better. Yeah, I think that that's like the only surprise. Minnesota, Minnesota would be better because uh, they're always that they're always that type of team like the Rays who are just in it for whatever reason out of nowhere. But so I think I this is the this is finally the year where like their offense isn't just blistering hot like the Red Sox is. Like you're mentioning it with pitching being kind of subpar, where yeah. their pitching is subpar, but it's just been terrible to start this year. And their right. offense isn't blistering hot, and I think that bill has come due, and it helps that the White Sox have a fucking historic team right now that's really good. But, um, yeah, they're just not – the Minnesota Twins – they've also dealt with injuries. Like, Byron Buxton had an unreal start to the year and has been hurt for what feels like since the middle of April, but it's, I think it's been since, like, the middle of May. But that that certainly hurts, too, when you have this guy who finally is turning into the superstar you've always hoped him to be mm-hmm. has been hurt. You know, that's that's kind of the, the crux of your offense. Yeah. Um, I agree, and, and I mean – Cleveland's pitching staff is unreal. Like having a great, another great year, Shane Bieber, 130 strikeouts. I mean, that's big reason why they're in second and have a legit shot at, at making the, the playoffs. I and mean, Civale. Yeah. I mean, Please outside act. of the White Sox. I mean, I, Jordy, I don't know what to say about this division other than, the White Sox just put it in cruise and and pick up pick up a everyone's looking for pitching right pick up an arm at the at the trade deadline and hopefully it you know they have some starters in Giolito and Keuchel and Cease is even he's doing well but pick up a I guess Rendon Rendon's having a good year Lance yeah their their entire Jesus. start their entire starting rotation they're Two guys are at 206, Rendon, who threw a no-hitter, and Lance Lynn. Their highest ERA of starters is Keuchel at 396, which is pretty solid for, you know, starting pitching nowadays. But the guy is, like, he's really come back to form. They haven't really had to use many spot starts. They've used Kopech a couple times. I think I'm pronouncing that right. But you mentioned it. Cease has been unreal, has been having an awesome year. Three guys with over 100 strikeouts so far this year. Lance Lynn is right there a guy who really has found his way and like, you know, I, I might've cited him about the spider tax shit, but like he's like kind of been close to there with the Rangers the last couple of years and him now having the crazy La Russa and all that sort of stuff. They are currently winning right now. Uh, and the they day have game against Liam Minnesota. Hendricks. Liam Hendricks has got 21 saves already on the year. Like second in all baseball. I well, mean, yeah, and they pitching... have a, they have a sweet, middle or uh i guess setup relief if you want to refer yeah. to it that way of, of bummer and hewer that are just just set it up really well they're bullpen and i'm sure i'm sure they'll get another i'm sure they'll get another bullpen guy then add a maybe add a add an offense i mean what really this team just puts it in cruise at this point keep winning the division put it in cruise like i said pick up a bullpen middle relief guy pick up pitching pitch up pick up another bat and call it a day i mean yeah, I guess if you want to like, if you want to think of different injuries that have happened, I guess Jimenez is one. Madrigal, who was having a pretty good year, is another one. You know, guys that have been hurt, but like 
we've seen it before of teams that either win the World Series or get close to it that pick up those superstars that want to go to the good teams. So even if they want to, like, I'm trying to think of a superstar that's like a team is probably shopping. But, you know, insert player here. I'm thinking Machado going to the to the Dodgers when uh, when Bellinger was hurt. Or no, when mm-hmm. Seager was hurt, excuse me. Um, and, and, like, that sort of thing. Like, you could maybe get away with trying to pull off something like that. Um, but do they even have to? I guess is the question. Like, do you want to try to get a left fielder, like a corner infielder or a corner outfielder to, like, to just throw in there or maybe a second baseman if there's one available? You know, that's a question for White Sox fans. But they're, you know. You're right. They're like maybe add a couple more bullpen arms and just leave yourself with no holes on the defensive side of the ball to go yeah. from there. In, like I said, put it in crew at this point. Grab a bat, keep the pitching, grab another bullpen pitcher, grab a bat and put it in crew. This team is the real deal. They're 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 going to be right there and going to the playoffs. They're going to be uh, one of those teams just like the Indians have been the last couple of years. Make it far, make it deep. Who knows what can happen? Sure. Uh, should we move to the West? Yeah, let's talk AL West. Astros in first place by a half game. The A's. Best team of baseball. Who, the Astros? Go ahead. Keep talking. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say the A's are right there. They're half a game behind. Not as many runs. Just as good of a pitching staff, but not nearly as many runs. Seattle in third place. Greg's second favorite team, the LA Angels. Greg, I want to know. And then the Rangers in last. But, Greg, I want to know, how how quickly are you turning on Shohei Otani, or do you love Otani? I think he's great. I think we need uh, – I think he chose an American League team on purpose because he knew his abilities at the plate, and, and he didn't want to wait every five days in the National League. And I think it's proved out perfect and worked out for him individually. Um, obviously, the team – because Trout is a terrible leader, but the team uh, is – <laughs> subpar still but uh otani's great i think he he if if not if he's not the if vlad jr is not the mvp otani has to be it is this only because he uh is ta- isn't taking mvp votes from a red Sox that you haven't turned on him yet no i mean i think xander bogards i think rafael devers right there should be in the conversation but vlad guerrero and and otani are doing too well i mean Xander is third or fourth in, in all of baseball for batting average. And Devers is like second or he's leading, leading the league in RBIs and second or third in home runs. Like he's right there too. So, yeah, I think it's uh, the Red Sox are definitely in it. Don't, don't discount them. I guess is my point. However, <laughs> back to it. Otani is the real deal. I think he's great. The Rangers blowing this new ballpark thing. They should have been better. Surprised by Seattle a little bit, to be honest. Um, we knew Oakland, we knew Houston. I don't know, Jordy. Are you surprised by Seattle? Um, a little. You know, to be fully honest, their pitching staff is horrendous, but they're figuring it out. They so, swept the Rays, dude. They swept the Rays in a four-game series. Oh yeah, huge. I'm well aware. Um, huge. They two out of three from the White Sox, which again, the White Sox. We just talked and pumped their tires. That's, that's what I mean. They're, they're figuring it out, but their pitching staff, man. We're talking about Bills coming due. That bill is is stacking up the tab, and that bill is the chips are about to be pushed into the middle of the table. Their mm. pitching staff. There's nobody below a three point three. That is uh, Kikuchi, and then everyone else is above a three and a half, closer to four. They kind of figure out who their fifth starter is. 
Justice Sheffield, who they've been like super pumped about, has a 5.88 ERA. Like this starting staff gets absolutely shelled, and their bullpen is really what holds into it. When and they just get heavily leaned on. There's been, I mean, look on their pitching statistics page, either you, Greg, or the listener, and like it's a longer list, I think, than batters than they've used in 2021. I mean, the Red Sox starters, none of them have a ERA below three. So, all right, Gr- I mean, Greg, this Greg trying to be humble because the Red Sox no, aren't doing no, so my great. point, my point is, uh, my point is that my point is that good offense is proven. Greg, to, they have a negative to... run differential of 42. Okay, fair, but good like offense their luck is factor is is incredibly high. Luck, or is it? You know, no, 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 on no the, the statistical lose, they, on the, the, sti- the statistic called the luck factor is incredibly high. Okay, well, there are also eighteen and seven this, in one run games. The the differential eighteen seven in one run games that's unreal. Good for them. Yeah, that means and with they, a negative forty run differential, yeah, they win, it means when they win, win, they're winning close, and when they lose, they get fucking shelled. Would you, wouldn't you rather wouldn't you rather that be the case? I mean, look at yeah. Houston. Yeah, Houston, the Texas Houston Rangers has, made the playoffs doing that, like doing that three years, ago, four years ago, five years ago, look maybe. At, look and they got Houston, shelled look in at, the playoffs. That's I mean, not good look enough. At Houston. Look at Houston. Look at Houston. I'm not saying they're going to make the playoffs, but look at Houston. Houston has the best differential in baseball. And what are they? They only have 48 wins. Which yeah, but is that like, catches up. Like this is why baseball plays 162 games is because these kind of things catch up to you. That's my point. Is that like the Mariners, I'm not saying they're going to win the division. I'm not saying they're going to make the playoffs. I'm saying they're surprised and they're having a very good season, particularly offensively. Yes, their pitching could be better, but I mean, I guess I wasn't. I wasn't, I wasn't knighting them to okay. beat the Phillies in the World Series. I just said, there, "Are you surprised <laughs> by them?" I, I'm honored that you think the Phillies in, would even get. get are you surprised by the them World being Series. in third place ahead of? Yes, your I beloved, am very surprised by ahead of, ahead of your beloved Los Angeles Angels and ahead of your beloved Texas Rangers, who everyone had. Texas, I don't love the Texas Rangers. I love the Oakland A's. If I'm picking an ALS, ALS team, but, but your beloved, to your your beloved point, Angels of Anaheim, to your JP point. Crawford, JP Crawford coming out of nowhere, having a having a yeah. He's had a couple good years since they traded him to. Uh, to the Mariners. But to your point, though, of guys that you're excited to see, Crawford, who is having another good year. He's had, a, he's had I think, three good years now as a Mariner. Um, but Kyle Seeger, batting terribly, but hitting for power, batting in guys. He is more, he is almost 50% more strikeouts than he does hits. That's fun. Mitch Hanniger, though, a guy who... Really had problems staying healthy. Who's having a really good year, uh, batting two fifty eight, eighteen homers, forty seven ribbies. It's fun to see. It's nice to see. You're right. It's a big surprise. We should, we should pump their tires a little bit. Agreed. Thank but you. But I was getting That's ahead of myself on the, That's all the put I was down saying. party. Again, I was getting and, ahead of myself on the put down party. Okay. And let's move. Let's move to the Astros. I mean, they went from sweeping the White Sox and Orioles, and then getting swept by the Orioles so and you know losing to shitty teams not great but to me this is the best team in baseball they have pitching they have hitting they have no Verlander right now they have exactly they have the scandal behind them they're only going to get better sure they're healthy blah 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 but I mean this this team is the real deal they haven't missed a beat Granky is Doing well in terms of racking up innings, going deep into starts. He's got 
eight wins leading the team. I mean, this team. Yeah, the only is, concern is health. Is, or yeah, Kurt, this or team. Or Keedy just hit the DL or the uh, IL. Bregman's on there right now. Diaz is on there right now. Yeah, but they've done it without Bregman one, two. They need. They probably need another starter for sure to to vault them uh, back into the to vault them past some of the teams uh, like the Red Sox and sure. White Sox and and teams out west, if you will. But this this Astros team <clears throat> put it behind them. They're the real deal. They had the playoff run last year. This is not. This is no fluke. This no, it's no fluke. Good. I mean, to your point, they have really they have good younger bench guys that have played really well, like an Abraham Toro, who's been a solid guy. You know, his numbers may not suggest it, but a guy who's a pretty good defensive player. Um, and just you're right, it is the real deal. And I think if you want to be mad at the Astros, still, you know, have at it. But they proved it last year where they were under 500 and went all the way to were they losing six to the Rays, but all the way to the ALCS. And are doing it again here. And part of that is maybe that the division... Actually, I can't even say that because the Angels are even two games under five hundred. Um, you know, and, you know, but they're getting it done. You know, and yeah. you're right that the A's, who we should probably pump their tires a little bit with an awesome, awesome pitching staff, have kept it close. But the Astros, all credit to them. I mean, they'll probably... They'll at least make the playoffs, whether it's as a division winner or a wild card team. And, you know, all bets are off, just like last year. Yeah, I mean, they have – sure, they have the big-name guys, but they're getting it from some from younger everybody. guys. You're right. Yeah, Miles Straw, they're getting it from all over the place. And, again, this – take away a fluke series, sure, against the Orioles, but this team, to me, might be the best team in baseball. Anyway, let's move on. Oakland, Jordy, you mentioned them. <clears throat> Mark Kana, this team – I don't know. I don't know what to say, Jordy. You're talking about. Sure, they they're pitching, but they're hitting. Don't sleep on it. It's had a it's had a pretty decent year for for what we expected from them. No. Oh, absolutely. And I think it's something where these teams, yeah, they're they can be long ball dependent. They're ninth in Major League Baseball in homers, but that like it's kind of floating right around where they are in terms of scoring, in terms of on base percentage. You know, they're a middle-of-the-road team in all of those. I mean, home runs is the only top-ten stat they have. But they're getting it done. They have all these different guys. The power guys are doing what they can. Matt Olson has 20 homers. You mentioned it. Canna has an unreal game to him so far this year of 11 homers, 33 ribbies. Chapman over 40 RBI. Sean Murphy, who's really come on in the last couple of years, over 40 ribbies right now. Your boy Mitch Moreland giving a solid effort for him. Uh, and just a, a number of different dudes that are just, you know, they're all not totally plug and play like the Dodger teams that we used to talk about all the time uh, and probably will talk about soon. But they're they're getting it done. And and you got to If you're an Oakland Ace fan, you got to hope that this pitching staff continues to pump out the effort that they are. Bassett is having an unreal year, a guy who was over, over 100 strikeouts, leading it there. Manaya, the guy that's been, you know, your stable horse for years, doing it once again, a sub-3 ERA. Cole Irvin, I mean, we can talk about the Phillies in a little bit, but a guy that the Phillies could desperately use right now. Having a great year. Frankie Montez, Montas, um, also just great. But it's it's fun to see, and it's something where Oakland is, and they're about to lose. They're losing 8 nothing right now, although... 
The Angels were down seven runs against the Yankees last night, Greg. And who won that game? Huh? I'll tell you one thing. It's not the not the worst team in New York. Who's not? The team who won that game last night. It's not the worst <laughs> team. In New York. Oh, there it is. All right, but yeah, no, the Oakland great series or great team. Um, yeah. So <clears throat> move over National League. I'm down. All right, um, <clears throat> Jordy. <clears throat> sorry. Before we let one one actually no, we'll we'll save it for after. Um, you know what? Let's go out west first. We'll go west, central, east, and then we'll do Phillies. Then we'll do uh, well, we'll do east and Phillies part of it, and then we'll flip into uh, what we feel so far. First half, second half. Okay. Star game. How great the Red Sox are. The West, Jordy. San Francisco in first, Dodgers in second, Padres in third. Only two and a half games separate those three teams. Rockies and Diamondbacks are 17 and 29 games back, respectively. So those three teams, Giants, Dodgers, Padres, is going to be a dogfight. Like the Yankees, Rays, Red Sox that we expect from every year for however long. This this three-headed top team. This is what everyone thought the Giants were going to be when they went first went out and got uh, Evan Longoria. This is what this is what they thought this team would be, and they're finally showing it. You know, sure, their offense isn't as uh, as good as the Dodgers, as good as the Red Sox, you know, some say. But their pitching is getting it done on all levels. Crawford having probably mm, conversations for a National League MVP, probably not, but conversations for it for sure. Yastrzemski the best player wish he was a Red Sox Buster Posey having a, a, a very good year. Three thirty for, I mean, resurgence for him a little bit. No, no, a thousand percent. And you did mentioned he fall him. Off? Did he fall off ever? Yeah. He's been hurt a little bit and yeah. you know, he's moves around plays, you know, various different positions, but no, you're absolutely right. Guys having resurgent ears both on both sides of the ball. I mean, I mentioned this before and I quoted Kevin Gosman as a guy that I think is, Certainly, I feel like having a huge spider tack renaissance. But if it's not that and he keeps doing it, all power to him of a guy that I think you're right of. This seemed like the Island of Misfit Toys, the place where careers were going to die, however you want to phrase it. Guys that are that are putting it all together. Gosman sub two ERA, Anthony DiScalfani sub three. Alex Wood, 3.91. Johnny Cueto, 3.6. Johnny Cueto, who's, like, done nothing. You mentioned their offense. That, uh, I don't know who's calling it bad. They're second in Major League Baseball in home runs as a team. They're ninth in runs, 11th in batting average, 7th in on-base percentage. This team is, is doing it all, and it's crazy to see that this is all going together for them. Um, it seems like a combination of vets that are figuring it out all at the same time and having a renaissance and young guys who don't know they're supposed to be young guys right now. You mentioned Yastrzemski, but there's a number of different dudes on that team that are bursting out of whatever may have been holding them back at some point. And honestly, the fact that this isn't just the Dodgers and the Padres running away with it right now is one of the best stories in baseball. And it's so much fun to see that there's at least some other dog in that chase. Cause this could have easily been Dodgers and Padres where they are right now with San Francisco 
somewhere in the mid thirties, like Colorado is, and maybe San Francisco or maybe LA and San Diego are in the mid fifties because of the games that they've lost to the giants. But this is fun to see. Yeah. And I think, uh, again, this is, this is the team that people thought they were going to be X amount of years ago, whenever they got Longoria and Yastrzemski is a stud. Crawford looks like the guy who won. And Longoria's hurt. Rolls. That's the crazy thing. Well, so he is Bell, now. Yeah. He is now, but he, yeah, he's having a good year. But Crawford looks like the guy who won back-to-back World Series, and he, I feel like he was, he must have been. Not back-to-back. They won three in five years. He must have been real young, no? I feel like he, like, the fact that he's still putting up these numbers means that he's been, he's been good for a while, and no one's noticed because the team's been bad. But... Brandon Crawford is 34. Yeah, so, I mean, but again, there's another perfect guy. Great, probably leading the team every year, blah, blah, blah. He doesn't get recognized. He plays out west. Mike Trout, shitty guy, terrible numbers. Crawford has better numbers. He gets gloated on like he's the greatest thing since sliced bread. Anyway, Brandon Crawford, career um, numbers, 250 batting average, 317 <laughs> on base percentage, 399 slugging, 123 homers, 615 RBI. See, why do you engage? You know that I'm just doing it to troll you, and yet you still I'm not trolling engage. you. I'm reading statistics. No, I am I'm reading I'm numbers. No, no, I am reading you. numbers. I know how no, to no. read, Greg. I'm literate. I'm, no, no, I'm trolling you. I'm you not a machine. I am just Albert. Uh, Johnny Cueto, I mean, talk about a cooler delivery. What a, what a fucking renaissance from him. Talk about a cooler delivery in baseball. Um, the problem is they, they, they haven't done well against the Giants, the Dodgers, and I think this West, I mean, the Padres sure are great. They're going to be – they're exciting to watch. They're fun. The Dodgers are doing what they're doing right now, Jordy, but guess what? Guess what, Jordy? They're hurt. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. When they're they get everyone hurt. back, when they get everyone back, what's going to happen? They're, they're going to want to tear – they're the crazy thing like they do every year. The crazy thing about the Dodgers being hurt is that we've seen this happen how many different times they've been hurt, and then they just because of the Dodgers, they figure out some way to make a trade to find some saying. dude from Triple A. That's what I'm saying. And they do it. And you're right. Like Seekers on the sixty day IL. It says DL on Yahoo. Yahoo not being a not being very considerate of the people that get offended by DL. Um, but they they're getting it done and they're figuring it out and even with them being where they are a game and a half back of the San Francisco the numbers that i just rattled off for the giants the dodgers are all better even despite the fact that they're hurt they're all fucking better and they're just going to keep doing it yeah and they're led by Marcus Lynn Betts uh well Justin Turner more He's homers, having a great year. Justin more Turner's RBI, a year. better Max batting Muncy. average. Max Max Muncy's having a great year. But Justin sure. Turner has played more games, has more home runs, has more RBI, better batting average, better on base, better slugging, better OPS. More games played because that's what de- dictates who's right. the best player, let's, right? Let, let, let's go. Let's go. Let's go to your. Let's go to your favorite stat, WAR, Jordy. Who has a higher WAR and? A full point is that is that good to have a whole point higher war? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Your favorite set. Your favorite set war. And who is the higher? You're by, trolling again, me, right? You're trolling me. Who, right? who has a higher stat? By You're a trolling whole point. me now, right? Who has a higher stat by a whole point? You're trolling me now, right? 
Marcus <laughs> Lynn Betts. Marcus Lynn Betts. I'm glad I'm being trolled. Who's who? Who is a higher war, Marcus Lynn or or your favorite Philadelphian, New Jerseyan who claims to be a Philadelphia guy, but he's really from New Jersey. Um, he's Jersey yeah, Mike. I mean, That's why they're sponsored by Jersey Mikes. This this. I mean, Albert Pujols. Talk about I'm not a machine. I'm just Albert. What a, playing, what a, coming out of nowhere. What like, an ad. <laughs> Can we talk about that? I mean, to the point I just made, Albert Pujols gets fucking waiver wired by the Angels, and the Dodgers are like, yeah, fuck it, we'll add him. <laughs> and what happens? He hits a home run in his first game, second game, something like that. It was his first game. And yeah. he's in he's tied for sixth on the team in home runs. It's unreal. He's tied with Gavin Lux, with AJ Pollock. With six home runs on the team. And Albert Pujols has uh, six. Dude, and that's what I'm saying is like he's – I mean, sorry. That's what you were saying is that this team just like finds a way to win even with all this construct, – even with all this uh, – all these people hurt. They have guys who do it out of nowhere. And, and I mean – Anybody that my- wants to say Corey Seager being hurt. He's gotten hurt a number of different times. They've still made the World Series. Granted, one year they traded for Manny Machado. I mentioned that before. But, like, they figure even, it out because the plug-and-play that they do with this team. It even is, Bellinger. Bellinger's been hurt. He's Bellinger's been hurt, hurt, too. Justin Turner's been hurt before. Like, they figure out different ways to, like, use guys like a Chris Taylor or, you know, however they want to of the plug-and-play. Austin Barnes, they can move over to first base if they really want to, like, have him in the lineup for – whatever reason uh i shouldn't say that he's a very talented hitter it's just not having a great year but any which way they want to do it they do it and kenley jansen's back to to being dominant as a closer like i don't know i mean they're a complete team and they will be i mean i don't know i mean sorry don't want to don't take up the whole time talking about the dodgers Dodgers, but I mean, the Padres, Jordy, let's get over to them. That was the story of, of Major League Baseball for the first three months. I mean, are you concerned they're in third place? No, they're only two and a half back. This is going to be a dogfight for the whole entire season, year. Well, if you want to talk about injuries, they are the real team to talk about with injuries. Because even Fernando Tatis has been hurt a couple different times. Blake Snell is hurt right now. He hit the IL. Um, they're also 9-1 in their last 10. They're having yeah, they're a, on, on they're an absolute, absolute tear. tear right a now. lot of that has to do with Tatis. It has to do with Tommy Pham. It has to do with, I mean, their whole fucking lineup is just so much fun to watch. It's electric. Slam Diego, fully there. Trent Grisham hit a, hit, hit a grand slam last night, um, Wednesday night, for those listening on Friday or over the weekend. Cronenworth, unreal. What a follow-up to his, I think this is his sophomore year, right? Um, 19 and 20 mixed together for me. But th- this, this team is so much fun to watch, and... Health is a bit of a concern. Obviously, they had that COVID scare in the middle of the year when they were kind of cold. But a team that, you know, we mentioned it, a team with drawing walks and walk-to-strikeout ratios, look at every single player on this team. Really, aside from Tatis and Will Myers, a lot of this is maybe not one-to-one, but close to that, you know, 75% ratio. And it's great to see. They draw a lot of walks. They wear out pitchers. They have for a while. They're a disciplined team. They're fun to watch, and they mash the ball. I don't have the numbers of doubles in Major League Baseball, but they have to be up there. They have a number of different guys that are in double digits. They have 
four different guys that are on the cusp of it, these guys just kill it. I think the biggest surprise, granted they've been hurt a little bit, but their pitching staff has Yeah, they're just I hurt. Mean, I mean, Lament has been on the IL three different times. Um, Blake Snell is on it right now. We just mentioned that. Musgrove has been great coming over from uh, from the Pirates. Drew Pomerantz, former Red Sox, great reliever. I mean, what a, what a renaissance he had going to the bullpen. I know that was last year, but awesome yeah. to see he did, he, he did in the playoffs when the Red Sox won the World Series, and he did great at it. And I feel like he should have been that way before. Like, like where he did, been where did the Red Sox it. get him from? San Diego. Correct. So he went back to his but home. It, well, he went to Milwaukee first. Oh, did he? Is that, yes. It, oh, he got drafted. By, oh, wow. I'm like missing a yeah. lot there. You're right. Yeah. He did. He went to San Francisco, then Milwaukee, then Sorry. back to San Diego. You said I'm what? You said I'm what? I said you're right. I oh, said okay. you're right. He Sorry, got drafted, though. He got drafted by the Indians. Then he was with Colorado for a few years, then Oakland, then San Diego, then Boston. Wow, I thought it was like a San Diego stud that the Red Sox snagged. No, it was just like a whole thing that because they traded him and the the athletic training staff hid his injury from the Red Sox. So it was like, oh, that's what it was. Okay, the Red Sox got like a bunch of stuff from the Padres because of it. But the Padres got uh, Donner Silo in the end, so I guess the Padres get the last laugh. Yeah. Well, anyway, um, Padres you know very Silo good. Is? Giants very good. I don't. Donner Show is the best play-by-play baseball guy in the game. Anyway, um, the West, Jordy, ha- wild cards coming out of the West. No other divisions even sniffing it. You have to win the division if you're in the Central or the East. Um, yeah, I mean, depending on what happens in the Central, which we'll jump to in a second, you could make an argument that Sandy- San Francisco drops off and maybe the Cubs Brewers second place gets it or, like, if it- – Atlanta figures it out in the East and the Mets stay as hot as they are. That that could be the other wild card. But I agree with you right now. It, it seems like it's the second and third place in the West to lose, which you have to think the Dodgers, given how much we just pump their tires and what I think that they're going to win the division. Um, but it, it'll be really interesting to see the wild card. I don't think is over by any stretch of the imagination. I know the Cubs are six and a half out of that second spot right now, but I think that's going to tighten up. And let's jump over to the Central because the Cubs are on a six-game losing streak. The Brewers are on an eight-game winning streak right now. Cardinals are starting to figure it out. They're close to 500. That Central Division may look like it's the Brewers to lose, but I think this is far from over, just like the wild card race. I think this is, this is starting to heat up. Cincinnati sadly is starting to cool off they were a fun story to watch and then the pirates stink uh but we knew that greg what are your thoughts on the central though i mean milwaukee's taking advantage of a of a weaker schedule right now um the cubs like you said they're hurt they have a bunch of holes i could you know i could see them being they could could fade out but the cardinals could you're right well the you're right actually because the what did we hear from stevie g when we did the NL East preview, it, was, it wasn't a matter of if, it was when Chris Bryant would get traded to the Mets. That rumor has been out there forever, and the Cubs have just been really good. So, yeah. seeing what they do, this and, like, like this reminds me, please like fill in the blanks that I'm missing, but I remember that 2014, Mets, or, uh, 2014 Red Sox team that ended up trading John Lester 
to the to the A's, and they kind of waited to see how they did coming out of the All Star break. This kind of screams that of how these Cubs are doing. Yeah, and again, they're hurt, and they had to combine no hitters. So that's a story, and they're trying to get as much value as they can, like you said, from Bryant and some of these other guys. And they're having a they're having a very hard month in terms of the teams are playing, and that's why they're on this little skid. But if things continue to go this way, and Milwaukee keeps pulling ahead. You're right. They could very easily sell. There's no shot of them getting into the playoffs because the West teams, the Cardinals are definitely going to leapfrog them potentially at some point. But I think the biggest surprise has been like their offense actually, I mean, sorry, their offense has, hasn't produced as much as we thought it, or it can, I guess. It, but again, well, that's Javi Baez bad in two, 227. Even with power numbers is, you know, I mean, yeah, yeah, he's been hurt a little bit, but like, He's pl- he's still played in seventy two games. No, sorry, I'm saying in general, like Jack Peters. I mean, I feel like this team is just Hayward, and he's not really a great example. But we have Bote, a number of different guys, but like it's brought way to to various different players getting called up, um, and you know the team kind of piecing it together. It's why they are where they are, but I don't know. It, it's they don't have the pitching. They don't yeah. have, you know, they don't have the pitching. They, they need, like they need Patrick more help. Wisdom was a fun story when that happened. Yeah, they um, need more help. You know, they need more help. Kimbrell could be dealt. I mean, I could see him being shipped out with because 20 saves on the year for Hendricks a team. Hendricks could be dealt if they really think the season's over. Yeah. Get as I much mean, as you can for him. Exactly. I mean, the Phillies need bullpen. The Red Sox need the starters. The Phillies aren't buyers. Th- Red Sox need Thank starters. you for trying to pump the, my tires, but the Phillies aren't buyers. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so I think the Cubs, I think, are the shock right now. I think they'll fall off. Granted, they're only a couple games above 500, but I think they're a t- team that will fall off. I think St. Louis being as bad as they are, are you surprised by that? Um, We've I seen did, this I, a couple different I, times where they're like I, a – If I remember, you had them winning, no? I did have them winning, and I still I'm not hitting the panic button. I don't have any bets on them, but I'm not hitting that yet. They've been such a good second half team, and their starting staff isn't bad. Their bullpen is just atrocious, and maybe that's where they end up focusing. Like their offense does need help too. Um, where like Goldschmidt having a solid year, Arenado having a pretty solid year. You know, obviously the guy that just they made a a big splash for um, Tyler O'Neill having a Tyler good year. Tyler O'Neill, Paul DeYoung. But, God, like, I don't know what the answer is if you're just saying we're going to punt it on Matt Carpenter, on Sosa, on Justin Williams, and find somebody to plug in for those various spots. Um, or do you go for a bullpen guy and just hope that your starting staff, once again, this happened two years ago, carries you through the second half. And for as hot as they can be, maybe that's what it is. Milwaukee, we kind of jumped from them to the Cubs pretty quickly, but their starting staff has been incredible. Not even just unreal. They they're otherworldly right now. Granted, they're just top just top ten right now, but like I would have thought these different guys, specifically Brandon Woodruff and Freddie Peralta, who if you combine just by addition, their ERA, it is less than four. No, it's a little over four. But still, the point remains, and it's barely over four, and they both have over 240 strikeouts. It is incredible to see that team go. Corbin Burn- Burnes, Burns, how do you pronounce it? 
known bad pronunciation guy I am. Also a great year. Over 100 strikeouts. These guys have been fun. And it's like a couple years ago when they ended up coming on late, winning the division three years ago when the Cubs collapsed. And I don't know. It's something that you either buy into this Brewers idea that they're going to get it done and continue to keep going. And these guys have a great second half. Or you think that's coming down. I don't know. I've seen this movie before where the Brewers got close and then, you know, started to fall off. But it's that's like the biggest question mark to me of do the the Cardinals figure it out and do the Brewers collapse? Yeah, I mean, I think they're definitely their offense is definitely doing better than what it than what was expected. I feel like no. Um, Oh, yeah. But like they, Willie Adams, right? He, they just got him. He's he's doing well. I mean, I just I don't know. I feel like I don't know. Is pitching? It's the opposite, right? Is pitching enough to carry them? Like we talk at the Red Sox, their offense has been carrying them. This is the opposite, right? The pitching has been carrying them for the for the Brewers. And does that does that last? Does you know, how long does this last for them? And, and at the same time, Jackie Bradley Jr., former Red Sox, I mean, he's, he's the sole reason why this team is now good. And people are asking, you know, batting 165, people are asking. I don't know. <laughs> you tell me. Are you the people? You're the voice I, I'm of not, the people. I'm not, I am the voice of people, but I'm not the people asking. Um, yeah, I, I, it's so hard because I think that this is this – is, it's hard for me to sit here and say, yes, this offense is going to last a whole season. This offense is going to continue to put up. I think that's why I jumped over them and went right to the Cardinals and, and Cubs. Cause can this offense continue like 350 runs is a lot of runs, especially in the national league. So like, can they continue to do that? I mean, it'll be interesting league, to see. Yeah. Sorry. Not a lot of runs, but um, yeah, I think well, anyway, I think, St. Louis, that they can figure some stuff out, might catch them, but the Brewers might make it by default. Anyways, Jordy, we should have mentioned this off the jump as we go into the National League East, unless you have something else for the West. Uh, just that Cincinnati's Central. offense has, has been great. I think I undersold them a little bit in the NL Central preview. Their offense has been great. Their pitching has been very disappointing, but they were a fun story for a while. Yeah, Nick Castellanos. Castellanos. And, and Jesse Winker. MVP candidate. Jesse Winker. The third highest vote getter in All Star votes, I believe. I was gonna say he he's the MVP guy, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, the five hundred team, but we kind of knew that going in, right? Um, today, Jordy's Bobby Benino day. Yeah. So am I? So I hate the Mets, as most people know. Am I wrong to be sick of the Bobby Benino story? Like everybody loves being like making fun of the Mets for it. it I don't know. I'm just kind of. It's been ten years now. It's kind of this LOL Mets kind of thing. I don't know. Do I isn't just have two sort? Isn't that the point that they're still paying him ten years later? Yeah, and they're going to be paying him longer than the Phillies. Going to be paying Bryce Harper and all this different stuff. Like, am I just tired? Like, am I wrong that it's one of three hundred and sixty-five days? But like, I see everybody share, and it's like, eh. At this point, like, let's find a new slant, I guess, to make fun of the Mets. There's plenty of shit to do. To make fun of them, although they're in first Name place one. right now. Name one. I can't remember they celebrate. Remember they were practicing celebrating winning the World Series. Remember that? Let me ask you a question. <laughs> I can't believe you just said that out loud. Let me... 
Let me, let me ask you a question. <laughs> what? They were. <laughs> Don't you remember that in spring training? Uh, I do. That, but that was this season. That was this season. That was this season. That was this year. I don't know. I'm not like watch I'm not them, meaning, watch, I'm watch not meaning win, this is like a watch backdoor. Watch them win this year. Watch them win this year, and then they'll be like, "Oh yeah, it's because we practiced." I'm not meaning this is like a backdoor make fun of the Mets. It's like literally, literally, I think it's because like everybody who's anybody that likes sports but doesn't like baseball, it's like Bobby Bonilla Day, and it's like fuck you, man. You don't pay attention to baseball. Like you don't know what Bob. You didn't. You probably never even watched Bobby Nia play baseball. Like, you don't know who that actually is. You're just making fun of the Mets paying him a million dollars a year for however long because they got fucking Enron. I mean, I mean, I hear you. I think the problem with this Mets team to get us back on track here, they, they can't score a, runs. They have the least amount of runs yeah. scored. And their offense is atrocious. And yet they're still in first place in the National League, which should tell you all you need to know about the National League East. Let's pack it up. All right, let's move on. Um, so what else, Jordy? What else happened in the major? No, I mean, the Mets. Conforto, McNeil coming back finally from. Yeah, so they've been the hurt. Like, they've been really hurt for a while, back, including with a couple of different guys. Terrible. Um, Alonzo's terrible. Alonzo, um, home run derby guy, though. Sorry, he's not terrible. He's not having a good year. People are asking. I mean, Lindor overpaid. People are asking. Jordy. Yeah, Lindor is the big one. If you're a Mets fan, you're gotta you gotta. I you think water finds its level? The guy, I don't think has ever been anywhere close to a two fifteen hitter, um, and is like he's has had a terrible first half. And at this point, you have to wonder. I guess technically they've only played seventy six games, so it's not even the first half. But like, when does that water find its level? Does he have an otherworldly second half? And if he does, what happens there? Um, I guess the other the other part of the question is, I guess, health. Uh, can do, can Stroman and and Walker continue this unreal season that they're having so far? Yeah, absolutely. That's my, Those, they absolutely wise. can. You that's, don't think so? I'm not saying they can. I'm just saying. I think the biggest Stroman question looks is, like Stroman looks like the guy who who he was with Toronto. He's, he's been great for the Mets since they picked him up a couple of years ago. I thought he wasn't good last year. The last year doesn't count, uh, but he okay. was in 2019. He was great. Um, yeah. But the biggest question, obviously... though, on pitching is when does Carrasco come back? Does Syndergaard come back? Or when does Syndergaard come back? And how do they fare when they do come back? I think those are the two biggest questions. This team needs a need a bullpen guy, I guess. But I yeah, mean, oh, they, yeah, they did. Diaz, Diaz 17 saves is nothing. I didn't to realize the Mets had Tommy Hunter. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's what we can make good. fun of the Mets for. They have Tommy Hunter. Fuck Tommy I mean, Hunter. That guy sucks. I don't know. I mean, Degrom. If Degrom, if Degrom hit it, I mean, of course he has no earned runs and eight starts. God, fuck, De- fuck you, Tommy Hunter. Fuck DeGrom, you, Degrom. Degrom and is, Aaron Loop. Fuck Aaron Loop. If not for Otani doing what Otani was doing at the plate, Degrom, I feel like is your MVP. You understand? There's an MVP in the American League and the National League, right? I do, I do, but I'm I'm only doing one total Are you one. Basketball? I yes, I'm doing one total one because this whole let's give everyone a trophy nonsense. We're doing one for one. As you say that as hockey has two different MVP trophies. No, they have one. They and have the hard, have a, and then they have the one voted on the, by the players. Yeah, the the players is the one that matters, not the shitty fucking reporter one. Come on. Wow. There's a hot, there's, hot there's, take by Greg. 
there's there's a there's a guy who left there's a, a reporter in Nancho who left Patrice Bergeron off his ballot. Off his ballot, even though every single other person, he said, because he's been on there too much, it's time for someone else. It's like, no, no, he's been on there that much because he's that good. He had a, like, this is this was another career year, and <laughs> you're an idiot, and you're a moron. He's like, oh, I was tired of seeing his name. And then other guys like, oh, I just forgot about him. I mean, you forgot about the best two-way player in hockey? Figure that one out. Uh, Figure that one out. But, Jordy, say something nice about DeGrom. What do you mean? Say something else. Jacob Degrom is—you're not wrong that he's the MVP, or he's that that he's clearly the NL Cy Young once again. Uh, a .6 ERA. He's let up six earned runs, three more that were unearned. Um, he has a .53 WHIP. The guy is just incredible, and only one complete game to boot. Um, it's just incredible. Well, I think they're doing that on purpose. I think they are. Well, yeah, that's like been the plan for a lot of people with starting pitching. Because um, they don't want to, they don't want to burn them out early yeah. like they have in years past. Are you, are you as as a East guy? If you're the Mets, if you're the Phillies, who are you more worried about? The Nationals, or the Braves catching the Mets? The Braves, easily the Braves. Interesting. Let's talk about the Nationals. The Nationals right now, really good batting team. Their pitching has been solid enough. We'll put it that way. Um, Scherzer obviously doing Scherzer things. But they're starting pitching. It's the same thing that happened um, with when they won the World Series, that their starting pitching really outside of Scherzer isn't very good. And their bullpen, actually kind of the opposite, their bullpen has been very good where Patrick Corbin was coming out of the bullpen. Patrick Corbin really fell off. John Lester, who they picked up to be this big starter, not very good. They're just a team that grinds out wins. They're, they're at the bottom of run scored, which I think, like you mentioned with the Mets, tells you a lot about the NL East of, and a lot of this has to do with the Phillies being absolutely atrocious when it comes to holding mm-hmm. leads. Just team, if you have a solid enough bullpen in the NL East, which the Mets should be doing anything and everything they can to add middle and late relief guys to just hold on. They split a series with the Phillies because of that. The Nationals have won games against the Phillies and other teams because of that sort of thing, because they have good, decent enough middle relief. But why it's the Braves and not the Nationals, and we'll just stay on the national side of things, is that I think the water will find its level that if, even if their batting average stays where it is, maybe their runs go up. But I don't know about this pitching staff. Their starting staff is not very good, and they haven't been very good. It's the, kind of the opposite of what we talked about with the Giants, of big names that just aren't doing it for you. Obviously, Steven Strasburg, Strasburg, is is he coming back anytime soon? I was about to say, Steven Strasburg has been hurt. Um, He's on the 10-day, which tells you he's hopefully coming back soon. Uh, The last thing I saw was, last thing he's got chronic numbness in his thumb. I'm looking now to see if there's any news. Yahoo doesn't have a neck injury. Um, um, you you figure like you you mentioned you, so while you looked that up, you mentioned the offense and the and the run scored. You figured this offense would have more. You'd figure pop, that more power. And, and and Schwarber, I mean, we talked about it. Or you yeah, talked about we should it. talk Schwarber, about Schwarber. He's Schwarber hitting right now. Sixteen home runs in eighteen games. Now looking at a stat, it says Sammy Sosa and Barry Bonds the only other only other people that have sixteen home runs in an eighteen game span. Uh, he's the seventh player to ever do it, but McGuire and Sosa, but Bonds and Sosa. Sorry, and that's why they've gone fourteen and four in this dress. That's why they're doing well right now. They're eight and two in their last 10, 14 and four, last eighteen. Like this dude is on an absolute tear, 
hopefully it continues for him. But at the same time, you need to you need to get some offense from more than just eighteen or sixteen home runs in eighteen games. You know, I, I feel, feel like, like Soto turns it on, but like you're right that Ryan Zimmerman is like is maybe starting to fall off a bit of a cliff. Other like another big names, Castro, Harrison, Gomes. Like they have decent batting averages, but like the power isn't there, like it like it has been in the past. Yeah, they're and not just, they're not getting any secondary scoring outside of their top, let's say four or five. You know what I mean? Yeah, outside of Schwarber, Bell, and Turner, and it's right. you know it's tough and to see. Soto, say. Soto, everyone's saying is this like superstar stud, and I mean it's just average this year. I don't know. Yeah, I mean he's batting what two eighty, but he only has nine homers at the at the turn. Um, yeah, you know, maybe then, he turns it on and has mid twenties, close to thirty home runs by the end of the season. Which so tell me, tell me why you're more scared of the Braves than if you're the Mets? Why are you more scared of the Braves than you are the Nationals if you're the Mets? Because it's the Atlanta Braves. They've had incredible teams the last couple of years. I know you're about to interrupt Soroka, me because I paused. Soroka just tore his right ACL or right tendon, Achilles tendon again. Okay, Charlie Morton, Ian Anderson. Max Freed having another good year and an incredible bullpen that does gr- such great things with leads. They have a few blown saves. I guess you can throw that out there, but guys like AJ Minter, fuck them. Don't use them. You don't need that. His five blown saves, four, six, six ERA. <laughs> fuck them. If you're the Braves, fuck them. Uh, you're great. You should be a GM. Oh, man, I wanted to be at one point. But their offense, let's talk about that for a minute here, of Ozzy Albies just fucking leading the way. Your boy, Ronald Acuna, 22 homers, 48 ribbies. They're not even a halfway mark. He could be over 50 by the time they get to, they get to, you know, 80 to uh, 81 games. I'm about to say 41 and 41, but that'd be 82 games, Craig. I don't know how to add. But they are getting it from everywhere in the – the constant little addition of pieces that they've done. Now, granted, injuries have played a big part to their season two, but but they're still doing it. Freddie Freeman following up that MVP year, 17 homers, 44 ribbies, 48 walks. And they, they actually play a lot of small ball too. Two guys with double-digit stolen bases. You don't see that a lot anymore. It's crazy to me with how bad and injured their pitching staff has been that they've Allowed not that many runs. Yeah, they're the middle of the road in terms of pitching stats, which is, which is actually which, kind of crazy to think about. Yeah, You're right, of how hurt they they are. Yeah, and and I mean, again, a lot of that has yeah. to do with certain teams in the National League, two teams in the National League East, but other teams in the National League as well. But yeah, they have they have had a pretty National League East heavy schedule so yeah. far. Um, but I mean, they swept the Dodgers. Or no, the two out of three versus the Dodgers. I don't know. Um, imagine, so I was thinking about this. You know how the NHL played in, like, division for the whole season, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Imagine if the National League East just played the National League East for the for 100 and whatever games. Like, what do you think that looks like? Good Lord. These, these five teams just play these five teams. Someone's got to break, right? Someone's got to score runs. <laughs> Some, one of these teams. I think the Nationals maybe. suck a lot more. I think the Mets are really good. The Phillies are probably right around where they are. The Marlins are better, and the Braves are in first place by a lot. Yeah, I think the I think you basically 
you move the Braves to first and shift down the Mets and the Nationals, and like the Phillies and Marlins are like hanging hanging out there. Maybe the yeah. Nationals are closer to that like Phillies Marlins territory. Um, but we go from there. Hang on, let's say one good thing about the Marlins. You first. Uh, the Marlins, they're very young, and they have some very talented players on their team, good pitchers. A really good pitching staff, actually, is the nice thing to say. Um, but they have young guys that are playing well, um, and they have vets that are doing well. Jesus Aguilar and Adam Duvall, mainly, and that's really about it. But their pitching staff is incredible. That is fu- that is a very nice thing to say about them. Trevor Rogers, Al- Sandy Alcantara, and Pablo Lopez. Wow, that was... That was good. That was good. I know. Every once in a while, I pull out the pronunciation card and just play it. But yeah, their their pitching staff is young and is very solid. So Aguilar, right? That was the the guy in the, the Brewers. Brewers. They a traded him for, for Christian Yelich. Yeah, a couple years ago, it was great. Yeah. Um, Leone. He he's he uh, former Red Sox pitcher. He came back when the Marlins came back to Fenway. Got a nice little ovation. Um, oh, good ovation. for him. They they made a trade. They sent the reliever and outfielder. Right, to the they Blue did Jays. to the Blue Chase. And and this is probably the beginning of trades for them. This is you would think has to be you would think yeah, they're yeah. on that road. They're on that road. All right, Jordy, let's get in the Phillies. Um, the bullpen's horrible. How do the, how do the, how do the Phillies bullpen do over the past two weeks? Ah, uh, Greg, you want to know? They at one point blew eight saves in seven days. They are. <laughs> Four saves from setting the team record in 2004 for a whole season, and they've only played 78 games. Greg, this team, their statistics look like they're a middle-of-the-road team, and they are. They're four games under 500. That's great. But good Lord, can they not fucking hold a lead? I mentioned it. They split a series with the Mets. They blew leads in all four games. At one, or maybe they did it on Sunday. But they did in the other three games. They lost two of them. A couple of them in the ninth inning were the blown leads. Um, they want to say that that a couple of these other blown leads were in you know the seventh inning, the eighth inning, sixth inning, whatever, of another blown lead for the Phillies bullpen. I don't, maybe it counts as a blown save. I'm not even going to count it because of how bad some of these fucking things are. I mentioned that Yankee game I went to. They blew a seven-run lead in that one. They ended up winning that game as part of a four-game winning streak. They went out west. They lost both their series in L.A., in San Francisco. They lose a crazy fucking series against the Nationals, where in the second game, Greg, they blew three different leads. Our good friend Jake Goldberg texted me saying, oh, it looked like the Phillies won. Great win. He was just fucking trolling me. You want to talk about trolling? Great job by Jake there. They enter July playing these goddamn Marlins, team they're never good against. Actually got postponed tonight. Thank God. The rain helping the Phillies out. Now they host the, the Padres. Good Lord. It's going to be crazy. Nuts to see. Then they go to Chicago. They go up to Fenway to play your Red Sox. That'll be crazy. This team, that'll though. Be, uh, that'll be the last series at Fenway before the All-Star break. Oh, wow. That's fun. Uh, but some bright spots. I think Zach that's the last Wheeler. series before the Fenway break. That's the last series before the Fenway break. Sorry. Fun. Zach Wheeler Nola. is having a great season so far. Zach Eflin somehow just got hurt, so that's hard hard to see. Yeah, you mentioned it. Nola, he tied the major league record for strikeouts in a row with 10 against the Mets. Uh, but the Phillies, of course, blew that game. 
He has a 4.44 ERA. Uh, a lot of strikeouts. I guess that's good. Um, but he just he can't figure it out. He's 5-5 five and five coming into this. And it's tough to see. It's hard to see a guy that you've really the last two seasons. I know I said throughout 2020. But a guy, who, he, he has a higher ERA than Vince Velasquez, which is fucking insane. Vince Velasquez fucking sucks. And Aaron Nola has a higher ERA than him. I shouldn't say that. Vince Velasquez has a very good game on Tuesday. So thank you, Vince Velasquez. But Nola, you hope, figures it out on the second half. But even if he does, and the starting pitching has good games, who the fuck are they handing the ball to in the seventh inning? They don't know. They don't have anybody that can do anything. Jose Alvarado, Hector Neris, can't get anything done. Archie Radley can't really get anything done, and he can't fucking stay healthy. Then they have Naftali Feliz, who hasn't thrown a fucking major league game since 2017, come in both Monday and Wednesday. The Phillies get shelled in both games because this asshole comes in. Same with Ellen De Los Santos. Both dudes can't fucking pitch. Nick Baytom was the most successful pitcher on Monday night against the Reds. But again, let's be positive. Let's be positive. You mentioned it, Reese Hoskins having a bounce back here. It's great. It's fun to see. He His average has gone down a little bit. But 17 ribbies at one point he was leading the majors in home runs. That's fun to see. Andrew McCutcheon having a good season. Bryce Harper starting to hit some dingers. So batting 275, doing good things and fun to see. Um, but yeah, it's it's tough. Guys keep getting hurt and, you know, wasn't expecting much from the season. And they're finding new and new ways to frustrate me. The fact they're four games under 500 is, you know, if you told me that, that at the midseason break they'd be around 500, four games under. I'd be like, all right, that sounds about right. But the fact that they've blown over 20 saves at this point in the season, it's completely asinine. And I know, like, there's a lot of other things. The defense hasn't been great. Alec Bohm, where the fuck did he go? Because this guy that's playing third base right now is not him. Defensive liability, offensive shithole. But it's just crazy to see Greg. Jordy, I better say something before people think I left the podcast here. Sorry, I was waiting um, for a little bit. I appreciate you listening. How much do you miss Gabe the Babe? See, I was wondering when you were going to fucking ask this. <laughs> you didn't mention How'd it. How'd you know? You didn't How'd mention you know? it with the Giants. I was trying to lay up for it with the Giants. I don't I mean. So, it's funny. I was, I don't waiting, miss for Gabe Phil- the babe. I was waiting for I was waiting for Philly stock because Gabe the Babe clearly is a good manager. So, we've talked That's about this before with the Matt Clintack stuff day. when they fired him. He's doing well, but it's also like that that mentality, I feel like, that almost Vegas, nobody believes in us, so we should believe in ourselves mentality, which Gabe, Gabe Kapler is a crazy person, but is, he can do it right. He did it right with Excuse the Phillies me? in 2018. Greg, he did it right with the Phillies in 2018, but then when, when push came to shove in September, the team shit the bed, and that Giants team, I'm sorry for like for being the wet blanket on that, but that Giants team could very well do the same type of collapse that the Phillies didn't. So in his in his first ever, in his first ever season, first ever season, you're gonna hang the guy for his first ever season for his team because of Andrew McCutcheon getting hurt, having a bad September. In his first ever season, you're gonna yeah, hang but it was guy. also and all of a sudden, all of a sudden he's out. Similar Girardi, to Joe Girardi, similar Girardi's to Joe team Girardi. Stinks. Stinks. It was a bad bullpen and just terrible decisions of usage of the bullpen. 
And I'm not here to defend Joe Girardi. He's made some pretty fucking terrible decisions, a.k.a. fucking Naftali Feliz and Ellen De Los Santos. But I don't miss him right now because that guy was a crazy person when he was the Phillies manager. You loved him up until this conversation. What happened? No, I always said that he was a crazy person who did some right things, but was a crazy person. He was like, like the the him trying to quote analytics sounded like fucking gibberish at times when he was in. And I've said that before, so don't try to act like I'm like turning around on anything here. Um, but to answer your question, I don't miss him that much. <laughs> He's a stand-up guy. He's a great guy. Um, He's right, a very Jordy. nice man. Wrap up, wrap up the Phillies talk. With what? What do you want me to say? Any shot. Are they sellers? Bryce Harper, Reese Hoskins. You have the two two pieces. Abdul Herrera needs to go. Real Muto is having a good year. Segura, decent year. Segura's been really well. He had a really good year until he got hurt. Yeah. Uh, Didi. Didi's about to come back. He's in the. He's in the. The minors right now. I mean, I didn't even mention Spencer Howard, who is supposed to be their superstar prospect, who he can't fucking pitch beyond the third inning. What the fuck's that about? Um, but they have guys that are, like, figuring it out in the minors, guys that are coming back from injury. I don't know. I, I don't know really the best way to try to press it Give much beyond positive. that. Give me something positive. You've been negative. Give me something positive. I don't know. If the bullpen figures it out, maybe they maybe they add some excitement. No, no, but... no, no, no. Give me something positive about this, the first half so far. The You're Reese Hoskins is kind of back. They're still in it. They're only five games out to a Mets team that can't score runs. Okay. Reese Hoskins kind of back. Come on. Come on. Point two. Bryce, point Harper, two war. Bryce Harper hit point two, two home war. runs last night. Point two war. Come on. Your favorite stat, war. No, your favorite. I think Segura. Segura. I think you need him back. McCutcheon having a full year. I mean, he's doing well, right? This team don't sleep on this offense. Yeah. the the well, The problem is, is that similar to the last couple of years, when the offense is on, it's a lot of fun. But when it's off, it is painful. A lot of strikeouts. Terrible base running. But a <laughs> think, lot of think, strikeouts. Uh, yeah. Who's your fifth starter? Greg, I just mentioned it. It's a very complicated subject that they cannot <laughs> figure out. I, I know. I was going to say, because if it's Chase Anderson continuing around, yikes. Um, Nola and Eflin probably like to get their ERA down a little bit. Velasquez. Yeah. That's he's probably the, the, yeah, to, fourth, say some, to wrap up on the fourth, Phillies and say something starter. positive. Aaron Nola, I feel like it can't get worse. If it does get worse, good Lord, but I feel like it can't get worse. It's probably going to get better in the second half. Um, all right. Back to MLB news. Did you see Steinbrenner came out and was like, nope, not Boone's fault, not the GM's fault. It's the players, 100% on them. They suck. I did not see that. Tell the fans. I mean, Steinbrenner, I, I, don't, know what, I don't know what else you want me to say. He came out and was like, Aaron Boone's fine. The GM, the, the GM they have the players in place. And he was like, it's the team underachieving. It's the players – he said, am I mad? Yes. Uh, I'm frustrated, angry, blah, blah, blah. I'm not going to make some knee-jerk reaction. The players respect Boone. They want to play for him. He's done a good job keeping the clubhouse together, but the players aren't. Changes need to be made. The players aren't performing. 
the coaching staff has done these players for the past X amount of years doing well with them and the players aren't doing what the, what the coaches are saying. He said, so what do you think? Is offense perplexing this team we put together? Leaving spring training is very, 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 very good team. They haven't played to the potential. These guys are in their prime. I I said that when we started. Aaron Aaron Judge is a joke. He's not a joke, but he's not as good as everyone says he is. He's not. He's not the guy. He's not it. Um, you know, I think I think this offense one hundred percent is underperforming. We talked about Lemayhu not having the year that he had last year and people thinking he was going to do it. Um, Voight, you know, he's what, he's still coming back from injury. He's out, right? He's not back yet or he's back maybe. Yeah. He just got back. So, you know, they need to get him back up to speed. Maybe, maybe once he gets going, that'll help. Um, Giancarlo has been a disappointment since he's gotten there. I don't know. I mean, what do you think they need to do, Greg? Be the be the I, Yankee doctor. I I don't have any answer. I think the Yankees are just fine. They need to just keep doing what they're doing. They're doing everything right so the Red Sox can win. Just keep doing what they're doing. Stay the course. Keep uh keep having zero wins against the Boston Red Sox. That's just a fact. <laughs> they haven't won a single game versus the Red Sox. You're just quoting facts season. here. You're just reading statistics. The facts. Oh, well, for six. Uh, that's just a fact. I don't know what to tell you. It's a fact. Um. Yeah, Jordy, any other things going to the All-Star break? Anything we want to talk about? I know we'll probably do one, one more before the before the actual All-Star game once the stars are announced. But uh, have well, you, Greg, you went to a game. Weekend. I want to hear about the snacks you got. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, you, after that, we'll do, the, we'll do the game. We'll go from there. So, the game difference between Fenway, we went once uh, in May when it was, you know, whatever, 20% capacity, if you will, and, and then went yesterday with full full capacity and – when we went in May, Jordy, when I could tell, when I tell you, you could hear the 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 hymn and the dim of the lights. Like that was something that my roommate uh, and I both agreed on. That we've never been to a game and you could hear the lights. You know, actually hear them. I guess because Fenway is always packed, so that was a new experience. And then you turn around and and uh, yesterday it was packed. It was our first game that there's a rain delay and we sat in the rain and blah blah blah. So that was fun. We got a Fenway Frank. We got a Dell's, of course. Um, peanuts. Did you see that I had too. the Dell's beers? I had the, the variety pack over the weekend? I did. I did. And, and supporting the brand. I love it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, you mean, you've been to Citizens Bank Park when they have full capacity, no? I have. I've been to – I've been to one. I went to the Yankee game. That was the first – that was supposed to be the first one they were supposed to do full capacity for but they pressed up when they were going to let it, let in everybody, um, which was pretty awesome to do. Uh, I'd done ones where it had been like 75% capacity. Obviously, we went, we went to one when it was 50%, um, but the full capacity is just unreal. It's just great to see in baseball. There's something about it I did. We don't need to jump into the Sixers, but I've done Sixers games where there was full capacity. The Flyers never got to that point, but there's something different oh. with baseball at full capacity. That's just what awesome. happened with the Sixers. Yeah, we don't need to talk about it. Uh, ask it. Ask my roommate, my wife, because I'm not afraid to admit that I'm married. Um, I've I've heard. Uh, I'm not afraid to admit anything. I've heard. I've heard the podcast from Third and Girl. Um, yeah, go listen a, to who's it. A, who's a public figure and wants her information out there? The gastrointestinal blues. Go listen versus, to it if you have versus not. other other people who you've tried to slander. 
No slander. Moments earlier. No moments slander. Earlier. Anyway, anywho. Um, but yeah, yeah there's so nothing, I, but I, baseball, there's something right. different full, full with capacity. it. Like football's fun, full capacity, whether it's NFL or college. Nah. Like there's something about a baseball game and being there with, and Fenway has the organ, the Phillies don't have that, but like just the the vibe to it, whether it's the in, the in-between inning stuff during the game, the wave, people get into it when there's two strikes. It's just so much fun. Yeah, and I think that's the biggest thing is that, like, it's a sport where it's, like, you can talk to your buddy and still watch the game, right? In hockey, if you turn your head away, you miss it. Basketball, you could probably talk until the fourth, and then you're, every possession, you're hanging on it. Football is so boring because when you're not watching on TV live because every other, like, it's 40 seconds between every play, and, and, it just, and the TV commercials take forever. It's just a slow, slow game. College football is great, but it's six hours long because they stop the clock every four seconds in college football. Going to a major Power Five conference school, you just notice that. But it is the last, the, the way better environment than an NFL game. Um, granted, I go to Gillette, which notably is not as uh, as good as other places, as I've heard. Um, but yeah, I think I think baseball you're right it is there is something different about it and and you can have a a, you can bring people talk but at the same time know what's going on and cheer and everyone's they're talking about their end of the game you got you got old guy keeping score to the left you got young kid first game eyes wide open eyes guy wide open or you got drunk college kids to the random royals fan or random random mets fan who's chirping everyone for no reason so um you have that at hockey. I had that once. I was at a Flyers Rangers game and a guy in a Flyers Islanders game and a guy in a Ranger jersey came out and said, "Fuck everybody." That was pretty great. We all booed him. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. No, I was um, in New yeah, York. No. Well, obviously, obviously, year. obviously, hockey. Obviously, hockey. You get a bunch of uh, hi- fighters and, and hardos and, and you get those in basketball. Sons and four guy. But okay, you're missing my point. Is that I know. baseball I'm, I'm, there is something more? Greg, I am trolling you. I am trolling. No, you. you're not. You're not. <laughs> that's that's when your that's when your favorite word of the podcast. I'm trolling you. I'm just saying we're trying to wrap up my thoughts here. Oh. But this uh, this first half of the year has been good. It, it much better than last year. I will say that the the product they put out in the pandemic shortened season was not good and hurt baseball this year. Turn it around a little bit. They've had some story. The Red Sox being good, I think, helps. I think if the Yankees were good, it would make it even better. They're trying to push this uh, Dodgers-Padres rivalry like it's the Red Sox-Yankees. It's not really – I mean, it will eventually if, if Tatis and Marcus Lynn continue to be good and they're both young. But right now, I think having a major uh, – East teams especially be good helps drive the narrative for sure. Yeah, that's a fair point. I mean, it they got to try to push something in terms of players. I mean, that's the one thing we've said about baseball, right? And other sports, really, everything but the NBA of push your players. And I think pushing rivalries or trying to make a rivalry out of something is it's what sports leagues do. They're trying to sell television rights. And if they're trying to do that, especially with they didn't expect the Giants to be as good as they are, I'm fine with that sort of thing. So make Tatis as he's already being pushed as the superstar 
So push him and Mookie Betts as, as you know, the leaders of the two teams that are the Southern California darlings. Oh, so Mookie is a leader. Got it. Um, I never said yeah, that. I mean, shut up. Oh, Trey Turner. Oh. When the f- Max what? Muncie. <laughs> Trey Turner plays on the Nationals. What are you talking about? When I, when I, when I was like, oh, led by Marcus Lynn Betts, Mookie Betts. I said like, Justin Turner. <laughs> I was, like every, I was saying his statistics. Every, I was saying player, statistics. I was reading player, statistics. I am trolling you. But now, but now you just like said he's the, now. Now you just said now you just said he's the leader. So yeah, obviously. leader in the clubhouse. Um, leader in the clubhouse. And they're pushing him, which is good. Yeah, agreed. And and again, you know, they're trying to make it Red Sox Yankees, and, and it will be because they do have two young superstars who are there for a while. Um, but you know, like I said, with the Red Sox being good again and the Mets being good and or being first, I should say not good, but this season is much better for major league baseball as a whole than, the, than they did anything in the pandemic season. Um, I don't know. I, it's hard to, the pandemic was, you just felt like it was going to be the Dodgers no matter what. And it was. Yeah. You know, it'll be fun to see how the season keeps going. I think you're right. We're going to try to do a show before the All-Star break, break down the lineups and all that stuff. Maybe, one we'll, do one mid, maybe we'll do one mid-Phillies-Red Sox game, and we'll, do, we'll get live reactions. When is it? It's next week? Next weekend, yeah. I know you're yeah, not a weekend guy. I know you're not a weekend guy. God forbid. Um, I'm busy both days, so maybe Saturday not. night. You're going to be busy Saturday night in the middle of the game? Maybe not Saturday night. Sunday, Sunday during the game I will be, but uh, yeah, maybe not Saturday night. Anyway, that's off the that's off air topics. Greg, anything before we wrap up? Go Sox. Um, and uh, yeah, go Sox. Love it. Well, thank you for doing this episode, Greg. I really appreciate it. Pumped to get you back on for the next hockey show with Mark. Excited to see how that series wraps up. Thank you to all who listened. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast, the bullpen cart, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, all that good stuff. Thunder BLG on Twitter, Thunderbox Sports on Instagram and Facebook. But for my man, Greg Piatelli, I am the G-Man, Jordy Cannell. Have a great weekend. Enjoy the 4th of July. And go, go Phillies. Go Sox.